0: Welcome back to the Carnivore Yogi Podcast. Today's episode is with my friend and quantum nutritionist, Carrie Bennett, also known as Carrie B Wellness. And we start this conversation off talking about why mosquito bites could be a sneaky sign that you are having some mitochondrial dysfunction. We talk about everything from male fertility to postmenopausal women to how to help women who have had recurrent losses recurrent miscarriages so there's a lot in this conversation i did want to go ahead and share it with my podcast audience i hope that you enjoy it and i also hope that you share this out with anybody who might be struggling in the area of hormonal balance men women people trying to conceive there are so many people who are struggling Maybe that are not even trying to conceive. There's just a lot in this conversation I think you're going to find very, very valuable. So make sure you check out all the links I have put down in the show notes. If anything that we talk about interests you, please make sure to check that out. Next week on the podcast, I have Laszlo Boros, Dr. Laszlo Boros, who has authored over 700 different studies on deuterium which is actually something that we do talk about in this discussion. So if you are wanting to know more about deuterium, deuterium depletion, any of those protocols, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast to get that episode as soon as it comes out next week. I'm actually thinking of dividing it up into two episodes because there's so much in there. I don't know if you can hear this lightning and thunder and rain in the background here, but I am a little bit short on time to record this intro. And of course it is just absolutely pouring down rain here. So I hope it is not too much of a distraction as you listen to this podcast intro. And again, I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do make sure that you share it out with a friend, with a family member, and make sure to head on over to either Apple or spotify and leave me up to that five star review it will help to get this episode out to more people that could be helped by this information and the podcast in general where i really want to encourage you to look beyond the allopathic methods of healing and be more of a self-healer look more into these non-conventional methods all right enjoy this episode and i will talk with you again soon
1: Hey, Sarah, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Did you just say redox? I just. Well,
0: I just <laughs> saw your post, and I was posting in my stories about redox, because oh, funny. this doctor had put up this post, and he's like, you know, are the, is it just me or the mosquitoes getting bigger and worse this year? Are people's welts getting worse and worse this year? And I posted, well is it people's redox function that's getting worse and worse or are the mosquitoes getting worse? Cause I haven't even gotten bitten once this year.
1: So. No, I was just having this conversation with my neighbor and um, we were saying the same thing. We were like, wow, we really haven't gotten bit up by mosquitoes at all. You know, and typically we're out first thing in the morning there, they can be brutal, okay. you know, they can be brutal. Um, so no. And you want to know what, like that insects can see when people are leaking light.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, I was at the beach with my sister last week, and we were in uh, Amelia Island, Florida. Lots of bugs down there. Lots of mm-hmm. bugs in Georgia where I live. I mean, forget it. It's like a swamp here right now. <laughs> but her and I went walking on the beach. We came back. She was her legs were covered in welts, and I was like, "What? What? You know?" And so, yeah, yeah it's it comes down to redox function, right? Which is, again, well, people are going to be like, what does it mean when you're leaking light?
1: Like, (laughs) What does that mean? We can start there. I mean, we can start there, right? So like, and this goes into the whole class that you and I are going to be teaching with people. Really what it comes down to is, do you have the redox status in your body to have balanced hormones and support a pregnancy? And that just basically means Our body is electron rich. I say it all the time, right? If you see me in my stories every morning, gather electrons, right? Gather electrons. Because... And this isn't woo. This isn't controversial, right? We need electrons in our bodies. We the interior of every cell needs to have a negative charge. That's a more electrons, right? The exterior, the extracellular matrix, needs a set amount of electrons in it. Um, we need a certain amount of even more electrons in our mitochondria mm-hmm. in order to be able to like maintain though that function there. So we're just electron rich beings, and everything we do these days is disconnecting us from those electrons and because of that when we're in flow and use electrons then we actually lose them we lose electrons to our environment and when that that's part partly mitochondrial function too if we have poor mitochondrial health where we are leaking electrons lost electrons are basically lost light and Th- things can sense that things can sense that and there's there's a ton of research showing that if you have a stressed out cell mm-hmm. it's going to leak it's going to leak way more biophotons than a healthy cell you there's even uh, studies that are showing that the color is giving information right is it's not always extreme low frequency ultraviolet sometimes it's red sometimes it's more in the infrared spectrum but basically you want to gather electrons you want to hold them you want to flow them happy mitochondria you're not going to get bit by bugs <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the questions because I I printed out the questions to you and I'm sure you got the copy too, but we, (laughs) Carrie put up something in her stories over the weekend because we're teaching a six week course on fertility. So we're going to go over those questions in this live stream. We're going to talk about men, infertility, hormone balance, redox function, autoimmune issues, all that stuff. But redox function is, basic, right? It's like, if you have poor redox function, you're not going to be able to have optimal hormone balance. You're not going to be able to have optimal fertility. And I learned that the hard way. I mean, that's how I came into contact with you and Corey and... Dr. Cruz and and everybody, I've been so blessed to get to learn from, and you know, just my mind has been blown over and over again the last couple of years. Just
1: mine from. too. It can, it continues to get <laughs> blown when I learn this stuff. It's like this is so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And so, yeah, someone I guess wanted to know um, about you know how their uh, mitochondrial function related to their fertility. They had an autoimmune issue. And that, again, comes back to redox function, correct?
1: Correct, right? So um, the, the mitochondria are the ultimate signalers inside of the cell and they signal by releasing just the right amount of what are called reactive oxygen species or electrons or reactive nitrogen species. And so then the, the immune system responds, right? The immune system always says, oh, there's something going on. We need to dump this type of cell to clear it out and bring in this type of cell. And you know, it goes through a basic, what, what we would call repair mechanism. But autoimmunity is basically always attracting the attention of the immune system. The, the body thinking it's there's something wrong, and the immune system then goes to attack normal tissue and it doesn't matter like this is where quantum differs from kind of traditional Western medicine. it doesn't matter where it's happening. it could be your thyroid, but that would be, could be called ha- called Hashimoto's, it could be your joints you know that they call that rheumatoid arthritis. It's the same mechanism. It's mitochondrial dysfunction sending the wrong signals to the immune system. So again, the cool part about dealing with this quantum health stuff is that we're doing stuff that's not just thyroid specific or reproductive specific, or this is like beneficial to everything, right? We're affecting the mitochondria everywhere to optimize their health. We're just especially putting it in light of fertility because of how many people have contacted you saying, Sarah... This is me. I've had a crazy journey to try to get pregnant, and I I want your help. I want your support. And so that's what we try to do: is load this course with all that support. But this is stuff that goes across the board in terms of being beneficial to health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's for men too because that was the first question, and I've gotten that question probably three or four times over the weekend about our course, and they're like, "Can men benefit from this information as well?"
1: Yeah because absolutely because you know I mean a hormone imbalance is is by definition a circadian issue there's issues with the light that you're allowing into your eyes and onto your skin or not allowing into your eyes or onto your skin right and so our goal is to say okay where are you at with that. What might, what do you think your issue is? You know, and some people are going to be like, well, you know, I'm not releasing enough testosterone or my luteinizing hormone is off or, you know, my, and, and all of those are kind of signals, but the end, the, 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 process to support it is the same it's like you need sunlight here and here and here and how right like you need it yeah. you need it in your eyes this way you need it out of your you need artificial light out of your eyes at this time this is how you do it you know and we give all of our tips and tricks and tweaks listen we're busy women
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: we do not have all day to like, you know, meditate outside for three hours at a no. time, right? We we will teach you how to fit this into your lifestyle the best as you can. But when in doubt, for those of you who are just here looking for a little hint of information to like help me out, go outside in the morning with naked eyes. Um if you have contacts, try not to have them in, right? Yeah. Try to sit somewhere where you're not gonna fall or wear your glasses, wear your prescriptive glasses outside. Sit somewhere where you're not going to fall, trip, put them on top of your head, face east and capture some natural light into your eyes anytime you possibly can.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, everything that we're going to talk about to do as a woman, most of it, your husband or your partner should also be doing it. Like when I started doing red light therapy, my husband started doing red light therapy. He didn't do cold therapy. (laughs) He didn't do that. But and that's not even something that we're going to necessarily require in the course. We'll probably talk about it, but it's not required. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, we'll talk about We'll talk about it. Cause if you're ready to take the plunge, I mean, it can be fast effects if you combine white and cold I mean, and red.
0: <laughs> I started the cold therapy in uh, October and was pregnant in January. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it yes. was like that kind of an effect for me as far as getting pregnant. And You know, a lot of, there is nuance when we talk about, and that's not even one of the questions, but there's nuance when we talk about cold therapy and the female body. And so that is something that we'll address as well, because it's not something you do every single day, all the time, you know, like (laughs) there's there's nuance around the cold therapy for supporting your hormone balance. Cause just like fasting, just like, you know, these things that are hormetic stress on the body you can overdo them and then they get a bad name and then they're not going to be helpful for you. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of nuance like I talk about red light therapy and everyone's like well how long should I do it where do I put it this and that I'm like I can't necessarily give you that over the internet I need to talk with you I need to be able to monitor you I need to be able to like watch you go through the process I can't just give you a prescription because that's that would be irresponsible and the same thing with cold therapy right
1: all of that, right? Like we can give some general guidelines on stuff like this, which I love to do because I think people, it gets people interested. They can kind of then dive in for themselves. Like you're your own, what we call N equals one. It's just, you're your own unique experiment because that's what we're kind of just navigating through this, figuring out what's working. And now we're recognizing quantum health is huge, but I can't tell you, you, this is how everyone needs to do red light therapy because it is very contextual, but that's the beauty of a course, because you can get to know people. I wanna know your journey, your situation, your challenges, where we think you're gonna, your mitochondria or your inflammation is, and then we can give you, what what make of red light therapy device do you have? Then we can say, this many inches in this location at this time of day for this long, you know, I mean, like you can get really specific because the information is there. Like it's in research. Um, I've got databases full of it where I can pull for, pull for people, but I just can't give you a general recommendation. That's just, you're right. It's not responsible.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, someone wanted to know if the information in the course can be applied just for general hormonal health, because I know there's a lot of women that, maybe have PCOS or endometriosis, or they have other hormone and even men too, low testosterone, like some of these issues are just absolutely rampant in our society. And, you know, a lot of people are struggling. They don't even know that they're infertile because they haven't necessarily tested that out. But if you have a hormone issue, then that is definitely something that I think this course can address, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Across the board. It, and it doesn't matter where you're at. It could be um, even post I've had a couple women reach out and say, well, I, I need some help with this. It's like this, if you're, if you're balancing your hormones for fertility, you're going to optimize them at all other time, wherever you are in your life cycle with hormones. Absolutely. These are just general things that we need for hormone balance, no matter where we are with that.
0: Yeah. And the thing for me that I always like to tell people, cause everyone, even my mom was like, gosh, you know, well, I'm pregnant now, so I'm not skinny anymore. i <laughs> got, a, got a, ba- a human on my belly right now, I'm 30 weeks pregnant, <laughs> starting to waddle a little bit.
1: Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> getting humorous. Um, but I ended up losing 30 pounds before I got pregnant, and I wasn't trying to lose weight. Like, you don't ever want to say, I want to get pregnant, I'm going to try to starve myself and lose 30 pounds. No. <laughs> that is the wrong way to go about it. But because I improved my mitochondrial function so much, because I got my redox function in such an amazing place and balanced my hormones so well, I effortlessly lost 30 pounds. And everyone was like, you know, are you all right? Like, you, you know, I'm like, yeah, I was tan and <laughs> lost the weight and then boom, pregnant. You know, and I had struggled with my weight and with hormonal balance for years, trying diet and supplement and those things are very supportive and helpful, but, you know, I was missing the quantum piece. I was missing understanding mitochondrial health and how to actually implement these things into my life on a daily basis to like you said, you and I are both busy women. Like I have a lot going on. You have have three kids, you know? (laughs) We don't have time to sit in the yard naked. You know? We don't do that anyway, because um, we don't live in neighborhoods. But
1: right, I'm weird enough. I'm weird enough as it is. There, I don't need that reputation in my neighborhood. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. These are things that that we we've put in the work to understand and implement, not only with ourselves but with countless of countless clients. In, in a way that we can say, okay, yes, you know, for your situation, five minutes is all you need, right? Whereas for your situation, you might need to do it a couple more times or 20 minutes or prioritize a walk or something, right? It's, it is, but, but it's cool because we can help you tweak these specific strategies and going back to your concept of like the weight, it's, it really is, it should be effortless. Weight yeah. should, Weight you to, maybe we'll call it normalized. I don't know, what's a, what, what, what do people want to call it? But your weight should end up at what your body considers is healthiest, least inflammatory, the perfect amount to support movement, to support your frame, to support your activity level. Yeah. It should end up at that if you have these things in place. Right. You need the circadian rhythm. You need to be leptin sensitive. And yeah. leptin sensitive, it doesn't, have, skinny doesn't mean you're leptin sensitive, right? Um, yeah. You know, so, so leptin. That's another question. The yeah, question that, that was I a question. Yeah. A question that I got was, um, will this course be relevant to people who don't want to be carnivore or don't want to be low carb? And I mean, my my answer to that is, it depends on one's leptin and insulin levels, yeah. right? Yeah. And your inflammatory status, because yeah. that there's really, really great ways to modify and and support your leptin levels, support your insulin levels optimize that that those con- that those pathways and those connections lower your inflammation using keto using carnivore but but that being said like you know no no i i, I don't force my clients to no. do anything i can let them know that i think it would be a lot easier yeah. if they go certain routes but no i will work with whatever you have i i have i've i've seen people who are who are breatharians thrive right so like <laughs> I don't judge that anymore. It's like, I will work with your, your context.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, the thing about leptin that I think is so frustrating to me and a lot of people, I've shared my story a lot on social media and not like in a written post, but video wise, if you go on my YouTube channel, I've kind of at length talked about some of the Mm -hmm. difficult things I went through in my fertility journey. And one of those things after having recurrent loss was that we decided Let's do IVF. And before going into the IVF process, they wanted to run a ton of blood work. And I was kind of already doing my own research. I was kind of already like, okay, I should probably figure out some of this stuff on my own. And I asked them, before we do this, can you check my insulin levels? Can you check my leptin levels? And the endocrinologist said no. (laughs) Yeah, she said that's not relevant to IVF. She said, we don't need to know your leptin or your insulin levels. And I was like, really? You're going to, I'm going to pay you $45,000 for this procedure. And you're not even going to run my leptin and insulin levels. You're just going to run my hormone levels. And they're like, yeah, so I paid out of my own pocket to get my leptin levels and my insulin levels checked. You can do this at a lab core if anyone's like curious. You can go to LabCorp online and get your insulin le- run, and you can get your leptin run. You can get all kinds of stuff and pay for it yourself, and that's so. That's what I did. My leptin, even though I was thirty pounds overweight, was low, and I was like, "Okay, that's probably not good." But when I showed it to my endocrinologist, she's like, "Oh, that doesn't matter. That's not going to affect um, what we do." And lo and behold, the the forty five thousand dollars might as well have just been flushed down the toilet because that whole thing didn't even work you know and so a lot of people are turning to these types of things and they're not doing the things like checking leptin insulin their circadian rhythms are a mess they don't understand mitochondrial function they don't understand redox and that's what i want to do and i'm so glad you and i have partnered together to do this course because if i could save Uh, you know, a a couple who really wants to conceive the pain that I went through last year and the money that we spent and help them, you know, prepare for conception in a healthy way, even if you're in your 40s. I mean, I'm 43 right now at 30 weeks pregnant, was able to not use IVF, got pregnant in January after implementing this stuff. I mean, that's what I really want for people, you know, And, and understanding leptin, and how your body is leptin sensitive or not leptin sensitive, low leptin, high leptin, that's something that we'll address in a group format because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to approach low leptin a little differently than high leptin, not dramatically different, but you are going to approach it differently. Right. And you can be overweight and have low leptin, which is something I was shocked. I was like, Oh, I'm overweight. So, you know, I probably have high leptin. No, it was low. Because right. I've been chronically fasting, you know, right. chronically yo-yo dieting, and so
1: there's there's just a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot there's a lot of nuance to it, and it's fascinating because I mean, leptin it's it's a newer hormone, right? So that's why I I don't think it's being applied. It's not a new one, right? It's been around for forever in our bodies, but like it's a newer discovery, and now we recognize that leptin is like the one that basically controls insulin. I mean, there, there's a massive relationship. Leptin is like the, the main one, you know. And so we have to then say, okay, well, now we're starting to understand that insulin resistance can can lead to anovulation, PCOS. You know, like we can see all of these things at play. So if it's re- if insulin is responsible in that circumstance, we have to see that leptin is a really key player when it comes to this. Leptin basically takes a snapshot, right? Leptin leptin is the hormone released from body fat that gets to communicate to the brain. Carrie has this much body fat stored, this much, you know, sugar stored. Like it basically just takes us a, a download of all of my energy stores and communicates that to my brain. And then my brain then sends that message to, Oh, Carrie is starving. Let's let's tell her that she's hungry yeah. and she needs to go find find food really quickly. Carb cravings, anyone, right? Yeah. Or or that Carrie is in a great, she's got enough body fat to support a pregnancy, you know, uh, we, we're, she's good, she's in an energy nutrient rich status, low, low, uh, low inflammation. So then go ahead. Yeah. Let's support fertility this month. Let's ovulate. You know what I mean? Right. Leptin is responsible. Yeah. So like, the, fact, the fact that it's not talked about is it, it blows my mind. It's going to, yeah. it's going to, it has to get mainstream soon, just based on all this information.
0: Yeah. And that's what, again, I think helped me to lose that 30 pounds that I was not literally, I literally was not trying to lose 30 pounds, but I did because I approached things from the lens of how can I become left insensitive? You know, yeah. how, how do I fix this and not like, all right, let me just starve myself and exercise more and fast more and restrict more. Like, because I knew intuitively those things were not going to let me get pregnant, because it would put my body more into fight flight. So, right, there's there's definitely like we have to look at the nuance of these things for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. You know, the other one that seems daunting for people, or or it seems irrelevant, is non-native EMFs. Yeah, you oh, know, for me, I
0: was like, uh, I don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, frankly, right? Like we use technology. Sarah, I wouldn't know you, right? If it wasn't for technology. (laughs) So, so, I mean, like we have to, we recognize that there is a, a fine line between telling people they've got to live in a cave and giving them some really key strategies also, based on context, are you in an office environment where the Wi-Fi router is right next to you all the time and you have, and you have wireless keyboard and mouse and monitor? Or are you, do you live uh, on a homestead, right? Do you live on a homestead potentially further away from wireless stuff? And and, and like, what what does that mean? How does that contribute to all of this? Well, it, non-native EMS are one of the biggest dryer, drivers of what we call quantum incoherence or chaos, right? Cellular chaos. Yeah. My, my body's not going to say, yeah, Carrie, have a baby if it's in cellular chaos, or yeah, Carrie, let's optimize your hormone production if it's in cellular chaos all the time. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a big thing, depleting redox status. My electron yeah. status will tank if I'm yeah. just surrounded by non-native EMF. So again, silly things that you don't think are important that we would just want to connect the dots and help you help you implement.
0: Yeah. And help you. Yeah. Talk to you individually and just be like, all right, this is what your lifestyle looks like. Or, you know, in the, in the, in the course and be able to help walk you through that. So it doesn't seem so intimidating. Cause I was super intimidated by it. I mean, I think the first time I ever talked to Corey on the phone, I was wearing my <laughs> earpods. <laughs> we were doing FaceTime. Thank God. Cause he probably would have lost his mind. Yeah, but I remember AirPods. being on a walk and talking with Corey with my AirPods in, and he or my AirPods in, and he was like telling me about EMF, and I was like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't be wearing."
1: <laughs> We're talking about these things that are shoving into my brain, right?
0: Besides, right. <laughs> like and thinking I'm doing something healthy, going out and taking a walk right now, like. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a but there's a lot of things you can do. And I live in a city, you live in a city, I live in Atlanta, you know, it's a pretty right. densely populated area. I, eventually we want, definitely want to move out of the city, but for getting pregnant and for this stage of life, it's just not gonna happen. So we have figured out how to work around that so that my body can still heal, my body can still repair. And so that I was able to get pregnant without using IVF Yep. Um, you know, I was able to mitigate that enough. But until I started doing those mitigation things, that was another part of the weight loss. That was another part of my hormones balancing. And I was kind of being told, you know, if you tell your standard endocrinologist, of course, they're going to look at you like you have six heads. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, Please but yeah even like the alternative doctors that I was seeing they were kind of saying no that's not even important just take mm-hmm. take these supplements instead these supplements are going to help optimize your fertility and yep. at the end of the day, when I started understanding more about deuterium, which is something we'll probably talk about also, <laughs> too, yep. I'm like, holy crap, I'm taking a handful <laughs> of like pills, deuterium. <laughs> full of deuterium, you know, I want my body to deplete deuterium in order to optimize my fertility, yet I'm shoving this stuff down my throat, like, this doesn't make any damn
1: sense, you know? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. my, My, what I love about actually working with clients is the number of medications and supplements that they can get off of by implementing this stuff. It's, it's crazy. It's like, oh gosh, you look back on in that cabinet and you're like, $500. $500. Like, can I donate this to someone? But then you don't want to do that. You're like, I don't want to give this to anyone. Cause I don't think it's necessary. right? No. It, it is crazy how much money you can save if you start to implement quantum health strategies.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was probably spending $600 a month on fertility supplements. Cause I was like told this one's going to do good. This one's going to improve your mitochondrial health and this one and this one. And there are a couple that I think, you know, you, you sure. might maybe throw in there, but at the end of the day, you don't need $600 worth, and it is probably putting your deuterium levels in your body way, way, way up, which is, again, we're going back to slowing down your mitochondrial function. You know, anytime there's a hormone issue, anytime there's a fertility issue, anytime there's a weight issue, inflammation, autoimmune, forget it, mitochondria is at the root of that, right?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, mitochondria because they're just this main signaler in the body. They're an antenna for for electromagnetic fields. So then your light environment. And I'm going to close my door because I think two of my children are wrestling. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which speaking of chaos, right? (laughs) One kid is playing a recorder, the other two are wrestling. So if you hear weird stuff in the background, don't (laughs) judge me. (laughs) So what we're doing, so what we're yeah, so so yeah, that's exactly it, right? I I personally think that if your mitochondria are healthy, the only thing that I regularly take to support my body, either transdermally or um or or internally, it minerals, right? I think minerals are extremely key. But other than that, I really think you can get away with not, I mean, even those support, those supplements that are mitochondrial supportive will work better in a, an appropriate circadian and quantum lifestyle.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So if your circadian rhythms are not optimized, if your light environment's not optimized, you're just going to be, again, throwing money in the toilet,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, another question is will there be information for women in their forties? It's like, hell yeah, I'm in my forties. <laughs> Heck, absolutely, and 40, pregnant, 40, so 40, 41 and I, I'm not pregnant, but you know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know what it's like. like but, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what it's like to work to be in my forties to also work with women in their forties and fifties and going through that that potential weird hormone stuff, right? Like, it's like. Yeah. sometimes sometimes up here it's every 20 days sometimes it's every 35 oh I haven't had it for 60 days oh oh look now it's 10 days long right it's like so this stuff will support you know your your cycle I'm not going to say that you'll never experience any wonky cycles or approaching menopause or things like that but if you do want to start to optimize your cycles I'm 28 days clockwork it's pretty amazing
0: I knew like towards like those last three months before I got pregnant, it was like every 28 days. And Mm -hmm. after I had turned 35, things, things had just started to get really wonky and weird. Like you said, I mean, that just, it's a natural part of aging. However, if you optimize your mitochondrial function and your redox, you can delay that for, (laughs) for a while. You You don't have to start that up so, so early. Like a lot of women are these days.
1: Well, and even, you know, even studying, um, you know, cultures and populations that live in, com- in in commune with nature some of these don't some of them don't even have a word for menopause or hot flashes right. or you know because it's not a thing right. it's our modern and our modern lifestyle and our disconnect from nature that you know really creates mitochondrial dysfunction hormone imbalance that drives that so you don't have to i mean you absolutely do not have to go through this crazy period either if you're looking to support your body through menopause it doesn't have to be this like you know Agonizing time, you know. You can you can support your body and your mitochondrial health and your hormone balance and move through very very great very gracefully.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and someone asked in the chat. I saw there's a lot of things coming through, so I'm probably missing stuff. But someone wanted to know if deuterium depleted water can improve their mitochondrial function. And I sent you that interview. I I had an almost two-hour long conversation with Laszlo Boros, which I still haven't. (laughs) I'm going to put it out next week because I'm trying to do the timestamps for it. And there's so much. It's it's taking me forever to timestamp that one because I love to separate it out by topic. But what Laszlo told me, Dr. Boros, who's the world's leading expert on deuterium depletion, is that the water should be like a last resort. Like if you have cancer, it should be last, like last resort. Our lifestyle is deteriorating. depleting, red light therapy, having circadian rhythms optimized, your diet, like all of these things. Again, we're going to go over all that and help you implement that in the course, but your lifestyle can help you deplete deuterium. You don't necessarily have to make the jump and do the water. The water is ridiculously expensive (laughs) and if you have cancer or something like that, then it can really save your life and be immensely helpful but you know what we have to get to is not necessarily jumping to that water if you're if again if your lifestyle sucks if your circadian rhythms are not optimized if you're if you don't have these things in place you're just going to be spent again money on a bunch of water Mm -hmm. and (laughs) is it going to work it may not work as well if you're blasting yourself with with your AirPods and you you know you don't have those things optimized right Mm -hmm.
1: Well, right. You know, if if you don't have those other things optimized, if you're not sequestering deuterium in your exclusion zone, if you're not, um, you know, uh, dr- drinking water naturally, like you can go cheaper than deuterium depleted water and yeah. ask yourself, am I in an area with high deuterium tap water? You know, like people yeah. who hear people who hear, oh, you know, I'm looking to get healthy. I need to drink 100 ounces of water a day. And then all of a sudden I see them open their tap. <laughs> and I'm like, don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's better ways, easier, not not crazy strategies. I promise you. So, like, yeah, things like that as well. Uh, deuterium is just a version. For those who want to, deuterium is just a version of hydrogen. And we need hydrogen in key areas and it has to fit. It's like a puzzle piece, right? It has to be the right shape. Deuterium is the wrong shape. It'll try to fit through, but it'll jam it up. So it jams up the mitochondria. So the mitochondria don't function as well. It jams up the lysosomes. So we can't clear, auto- we can't clear broken parts through autophagy as well. So we really want to make sure that we have deuterium where it can be in our bodies without causing problems. And these days like you, you named it deuterium loaded, processed foods loaded with deuterium, supplements can be loaded with deuterium, tap water loaded with deuterium, um, doing things that create cellular chaos and don't allow us to sequester deuterium where we need it. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty easy thing to see how deuterium can play a role in driving, I mean, even driving cancer, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. that I'm going to get that interview out, not this week, but the week after. But anybody who wants to know more on that topic, you can go search for Dr. Boros. I mean, he's the world's leading expert has authored over 700 studies. I think I sent you one. Yeah, he, yeah. he emailed me another study. I was like, what? Oh, this is a new one that's coming out so there's there's a lot of cool information about that but again my takeaway from a two-hour conversation with dr Laszlo boros was like you know if you're trying to optimize your fertility if you're trying to optimize to optimize your health. You don't necessarily need to jump right to the water. You need to you need to look at your lifestyle and do all of the things that we have laid out in this course, because that is going to help your body naturally deplete deuterium. And we'll give you a good understanding of what it is and again how it relates to your hormone balance in the course. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What we will, I mean, we I want you to know all this stuff because, like, then once you do get pregnant, and this will. Help you have a healthy baby healthy pregnancy healthy baby yes. set you up for a healthy lifestyle from then on out I mean it, you know having a newborn isn't necessarily easy, so we want to make you we want you to have as much energy and feel as good as you possibly can get that good quality of sleep when you can so I mean yeah. all of this sets the stage for just a lifestyle and that's that's I think that's the problem we are in this mindset of give me a pill, give me a supplement give me a um, give, give me some water to drink without having to change anything oh. else and that's just not. Cutting. It's not going to cut it.
0: No, it's not. It's not because I tried it. Trust me. It's a long, painful journey and it, it would just be a lot easier if you get these foundational things down instead of cashing out, you know, all your all your money to sink into fertility treatments and supplements and doctors and all of these things. This is a lot better and a more effective way to go about this.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, and I've said this many times and this is hands down true. Once you feel the difference with having this kind of quantum lifestyle, you're not going to want to go back. It's not going to feel like an effort for you to be able to. No. Hi, my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just went to the beach with my sister. I mentioned that earlier in the conversation, the sister that was getting bitten by bugs and I'm over here like, okay. Um, And every morning it's like my body was wide awake right at sunrise. Like I, Mm -hmm. that's my body, my circadian rhythms are so ridiculously strong now. I could be away from home on vacation and, you know, it's like 10 minutes before sunrise. I'm like, oh, okay. Go walk down on the beach, watch the sun come up. And that's, I don't want to not do that. Like, I'm going to have to, like, when the baby gets here, I'm going to be taking him out there and exposing oh, him yeah. to
1: morning light because... Thank you. We're having, we're having massive, massive challenges in the background. No, that's exactly, you're exactly right, because that's only going to make the baby sleep that much better. You'll sink that circadian rhythm there. No, it's, it's all, it's, it's all good stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> Where's my grandma? Where's grandma?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all—it's all, it's life, right? Like this it's is life. What we want right? to help the, the people who want to have kids to to have to deal
1: with these types of situations. We want you to have to. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I would be thrilled if, if all of you sent me messages about you know kids coming in on your live Instagram live. <laughs> um, the, I think there was just a couple more questions, and, or yeah. maybe one more that I had here, and that was. Um, oh, there's two. Will this help with those with a history of miscarriage, but not infertility? And yes, right. The ability to conceive and the ability to maintain a pregnancy, those are hormone related. Those are mitochondrial related. So absolutely that will help.
0: Yeah. And that was my issue. I mean, that I had two losses before we tried IVF and that I was like and we even tested the last the last one that we lost and it was quote unquote normal and so obviously there was some sort of mitochondrial dysfunction there was something going on and that is I think I had mentioned it in our last live video that's one of the hardest things that you can go through I feel like is to have a miscarriage to have a loss it's heartbreaking it's devastating and you feel alone because women don't ever talk about it But when you look at the statistics like i said this in our last live stream one in every four pregnancies ends in a miscarriage you know and so it is so 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 common and it is a huge part of infertility right so i had Mm -hmm. and i had a doctor tell me that they're like miscarriage and the inability to get pregnant are very much Similar, right? <laughs> like yep. they stem from the same kind of issues. And so, yeah, that's definitely going to be addressed in the course as well. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, lastly, are there medications that impair mitochondria or fertility? I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot. A lot of them, actually. Like, you know, we know yeah. statins can statins can destroy mitochondrial health. Uh, fluoroquinolone, so antibiotics can destroy mitochondrial health. Birth control can destroy nutrients yes. needed for mitochondrial health. Th- there are right, and so um, I can't necessarily get into every single medication. But again, if you think that that's an issue, or someone told you that was an issue, and you do sign up for the class, I'll break it down. No problem.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the cool thing about all of this is I have not taken one Tylenol in, I don't know how long, preconception and conception. I've been able to manage without taking Tylenol, without taking any kind of drugs, just from doing all the things that we've been doing, optimizing my minerals, my hydration status, which I know we're going to get into. You're the the easy water queen, the hydration queen. And and hydration is a huge, huge part of I think your daughter's doing handstands or
1: something. some gymnastics.
0: <laughs> That's why I'm over here cracking up. But, um, but yeah, hydration is a huge, huge part of hormonal balance and our overall health. That I think it's, and most people are walking around dehydrated as well
1: and it 's not because they 're not drinking enough water that 's no, not that's, necessarily they 're not retaining minerals because they 're not building exclusion zone water is really what it comes down to so yeah
0: again, you can buy the expensive water buy the expensive minerals might help a little bit, but if your body can 't hang on to it, if you have poor redox function if you 're not building exclusion zone water, money down the drain right
1: money down the drain yeah money down yeah. the drain frankly, and there are i mean simple things right now. As, as a bare minimum, I want people to filter their water to whatever capacity they can, right? Yeah. Bare minimum. And then there's other things you can do. Sometimes it's overly filtered. I, I talk with a lot of clients who are like, well, I've been drinking reverse osmosis water my whole life. And it's like, well, that's good. Cause there's no toxins, but there's no the minerals. So, yeah. right. So, yeah. right? so there, again, and that's, that's a, that's again, a nuanced conversation that we can have. So
0: definitely cool. Yeah. I think we got through everything. <laughs> yay but if you guys watching if you have a question there's a link in my bio there's a link in carrie's bio that kind of will take you to a free course that you can take that kind of goes through some videos that talks more about the course you can email us you can message us if you've got questions but yeah our course is going to start on august the 15th
1: august 15th yep yep yep. and we're gonna i think we're i think we're we're kicking it off with uh, quantum mindset and circadian rhythm so that's going to be a lot of fun
0: yeah, that's an that's another one we didn't even talk about is the mindset piece, but that, that that was huge. That was absolutely huge for me. So, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that as well.
1: Yay!
0: Yay! Awesome! All right. Yeah,
1: I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. you know. I mean, please, please reach out. I, we just want this to to change other people's lives the way it's changed ours. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And now I'm going to download this. I'll put it up on. YouTube and podcasts so people can listen to it easily and they don't have to do it on Instagram, but it'll stay on my profile and, and yours too. Right.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I think Piper wants me to wave bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye Piper. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. I love bye. chatting with you. I'm just so excited. So excited. Me too. So. me
0: too. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for watching.
1: All right. Bye everyone.
0: Bye. All right guys, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with my friend Carrie and that you learned a lot from it. Again, if the course or anything in this conversation interests you, please check out the links in the show notes and feel free to reach out to either of us on Instagram or via email. Usually email is a little bit better of a way to get a hold of me. Sometimes messages do get lost over on Instagram and I know the same thing happens for Carrie. So, enjoy the rest of your day. Again, make sure to leave us a rating over on Apple or on Spotify and share this episode out with anybody who can be helped by the information. Again, I'm excited to release the episode with Dr. Laszlo Boros next week, talking all about deuterium. So if you were curious about deuterium, hearing it in this episode, then just stay tuned. We will have the episode coming out for you guys next week on Wednesday with Dr. Laszlo Boros. For
1: now, have an excellent rest of your day and I will talk with you again soon. Bye.